DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind, we're going up around the bend. Good morning. Seven oh two a.m. in the Lone Star State, capital of Lone Star State. God bless America. God bless Texas. It is the Outdoor Zone coming to you from the Outdoor Zone Radio Network in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning live from 7 to 9 a.m. or 24-7-365 at the Outdoor Zone network of affiliate recorded substational places. My name is TJ Graney. That would be um, all the podcast opportunities. Just go to kids out, uh, theoutdoorzone.com for 24-7. Share this show with others um i am tj graney cody ryan is not in the house he's at the ranch getting ready for deer season and uh we need him to be down there doing that <laughs> beefsteak is in the house oh, yeah i'm back slowly but surely it's hard to hear oh there i am you know what they didn't warm up my mic y'all what, what were you doing you were gonna sell it on ebay or something <laughs> huh beefsteak <laughs> Beefsteak is in the house, and uh, Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early. Make sure 
that the old uh, gate gets open for us and uh, screen doors on, pot belly stoves cranked up, pour some water in the coffee maker, get a little coffee going, and uh, and we're good. That's it. So, man, started off kind of a yeah. go get a morning for you there, <laughs> beef steak, huh? Yeah, I don't know, man. The I old, wonder if the powers out there, the, the evil old, powers, were against me getting in here this morning because. Uh, Man, you know, I think the uh, old truck was just not wanting to start. I think it was like, uh, we did enough. We pulled super easy four loads of uh, of firewood that we got for free. I'll have to show you the picture since you weren't there. I don't even think you volunteered to help. No, I was highly busy. (laughs) Yeah, well, you should, you know, when you're pulling all that old uh, pro tip out there, yeah, free firewood is good, huge stumps. I mean. It was it's Ford. not the first time you've done that. No, it's not. Once, uh, what is the old saying? Uh, do it to me once, and it's my, it's your fault. Do it to me twice, it's my own dang fault. Dude, we got free firewood. We okay, got a well, whole sometimes bunch of free it. doesn't make it the right deal, but I know that you wanted to stock up. Yeah, we needed to get some firewood. Firewood. And so now you got it. At the uh, at you base stack camp. it all in the firewood stacking station and everything. Not in the station over in our plethora, as I found out how to spell that. Some people uh, I put out a word that I wanted to. We had a plethora, and I ended up spelling plethora wrong. And so, anyways, I had to copy the YouTube uh, clip or the YouTube, sorry, the YouTube clip from the Three Amigos where they talk about that. Did you ever see that? Where show? did you put the firewood? <laughs> Over by the other firewood on the back side of the tree, over by the, you know, where the okay, lane well, is going Okay, well, there's a rack in. there with the sign that says. No, that's on the other side. That's oh, on the okay. south side. I'm talking about on the north side where that other that we brought over, you know, the big pile of wood we had there for backup. Mm-hmm. So it's all there. Great. Well, I noticed you got the big, sm- I had a big old smoker and you got that over there. Thank you very much. You don't need to rush getting that trailer back over. By the there. way, I want to make sure anybody that uh, needs a birthday tip or any holiday for you is some big tie downs, you know, some cargo straps. That can, Why? Uh, you, dude, I knew you had them. I know, but you all so, you have everything in so your truck. regulators out there. I just want you to visualize this. All right, I pull up to get this humongous smoker on loaded TJ's. on the trailer. Yeah, okay. Thank God for loaded on Bob the trailer, Pat. and it is chained with a log chain that runs and serpentines through all the little eyelets and the little areas and the and the handles, all and and then just linked over. To the side of the trailer, I was like, "There's some slack on this thing." Well, the all and, all I was trying to do, so I took you it, and your tie down. I picked it up with the bobcat, put it on the trailer, and then all I had to do was get that trailer from one side of the yard to the other. And you thought a ginormous log chain was hey, the best idea? It was there. It was handy. I just thought it's one of your things. You know, like every superhero has a you know, like kryptonite and the other things. It's tie-downs for you, sir. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun to talk about. Hey, I saw we were talking about uh, licenses. 
And uh, y'all were talking about that while I was gone. So, yeah. So, um, I noticed that uh, you bought yours online, and I just thought, Cody and I went on opening day because we had lunch. Opening and, day? Or, oh, to get it? To or, get licensed, yeah, on the 15th. And um, But I noticed that you went online, and I thought, well, that was pretty handy. There were some... There are some snafus to that, though. Well, because you don't get your tags right away. You can't. But there's a new law enacted as of September 1st that if you have the app copy, you know, you, you can even screenshot it of your license. You have immediate access to your license. You don't get the tags. You still have to have that. I but know. Game so Wardens, you can't go out and deer hunt. Not without the tags. Right. That's what I'm talking about. But with dove season, yeah, with no dove matter season what. And uh, I that's guess you kind of it. I guess fishing, well, but you know, you just have to have the electronic. I mean, literally, not of the receipt, but when you download it from the app, there's, you know, you get it on your screen and you could just yeah. make a copy of it. And according to the Texas Parks and Wildlife, Gabe Morton's, it's perfectly legal to have a non-paper electronic I, copy starting this year. Yeah. I don't, well, well, tags. I, I want to make that very clear. You can't have virtual tags. Right. 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 And I and I, that was all I was thinking was that I like that you can get your license right away. I love being able to – you can get a replacement. Yeah. Order a replacement. And, you know, all those kind of things can be done uh, online, which is – now, I will say the caveat, though, of going in, like when the hunters, the KOZ kids, there's nothing like going in. Well, I, I, would not get, I would not get my kid his first license if I had a choice. It's got to be one of those where they put it in the Cabela's little, you know, fold-over yeah, green thing deal. And you feel like, man, I really, I'm licensed yeah. to kill. I mean, uh License to harvest. License to kill. I <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah. I like it. I, we got to put that as a tagline now. But what I did get to do is there's a drawing for five bucks. I know we're going to talk about that. Okay. Well, in a little bit about put, some of the benefits of the additional drawings uh, that you can do when you're buying your license that we want to encourage people to do. Well, I did it. I clicked on it. So. I'm going, I, I I'm, like that. I'm going. I'm crossing my fingers for that lifetime hunting license. The uh, Amazon fires. Are you tracking on any of that? Mm, no, I, no. Road oh. rash. Are you tracking on any of that? Well, other than yeah, there's nothing unusual about it. No, except it's all normal. of a sudden somebody took some pictures and now it's gone this viral thing. Like, oh my gosh, the world is coming to an end. Well, not only that, now they're blaming. Well, you saw that, right? I mean, they're, the the beef industry somehow yeah, right. it got back to the whole thing. Well, I don't know the, if you the, are going to talk about that, but the guys that do that whole that whole uh, um, the whole uh, the world's coming to an end movement, uh, overheating movement. What is it called again? I'm, I'm, climate change. Climate change yeah. movement has got to have something. You couldn't they even needed say it. it. <laughs> they needed something to refresh their argument and right al gore now stepped out and right? so so they're saying that you know it they're deliberately set to clear the forest for the beef industry but it's so stupid because it's not even in an area where they do anything like that a lot of it 
Um, two are, is. Are you going to get into that at sometime during the show? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, well, we won't talk I, about it in but, depth. But the, it, it just, to me, it's like it turned into this big social media thing and in all the news and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean, dude, I was in Yellowstone this year. I was in Yellowstone 10 years right after the big fire in Yellowstone. It is one of the most beautiful. There are more trees now. Go to Bastrop. And see what a fire does. It's God's way. It's it like is, cleaning out your garage. It is That's absolutely imperative. And it happens naturally. Yeah. And, you know, naturally you're getting 40,000 fires a year in the Amazon. So, you know, guys in Mexico, the farmers, they don't, you know, cut down the crops, right? The stocks and all that. They burn them. Well, and it adds and pH back a in. A ton of that. But if you don't understand that stuff, if you just want to believe Al Gore... Right. Then it's the end of the world. But we do. I mean, I know guys out here that do uh, prescribed burns on their ranches all the time. They they do it in certain areas. There's there's stuff like that. And it is I, I was that I was in Durango, Colorado mm-hmm. years ago when they had all the big fires there. I mean, they were happening all around us. We were right. I mean, helicopters were dropping water right next to us. We were right in the middle of the fires. You were in the it, splash zone. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was I crazy. I did a, a live interview with some of the firefighters. That's cool. And uh, the pro- and it was broadcast here on on Austin Radio while the it was jumpers, happening. right? No, these were the guys oh, on the oh. ground directing oh, okay. the helicopters. Um, but you go back there now. I mean, it was. It wasn't very long after the fires that the uh, elk had moved back in. And started eating the sprouts and the sprigs and stuff. It's one of the most prolific and beautiful places there is now. Yeah, a lot of people lost beautiful homes, and it was tragic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But God just regenerates it, and even more amazing. Uh, everyone, at some point, they got to have their vehicle repaired. You got to get your oil changed. You, there's the vehicle, just as Beefsteak can attest. Uh, from this morning, yeah. Vehicles need some love. And Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Auto sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Repair shop nearest you. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. You can find them at 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. SunAutoService.com for details. SunAutoService.com for details. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some fishing down on the coast that uh, yeah, Beefsteak did. And- Listen up, Cody. Listen up. We got some pro tips for you. Coming up right after this, some fishing (laughs) tips. It's the Outdoor Zone live in a bunkhouse right here every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 or 24-7-365. TheOutdoorZone.com. It's T-Roy Broussard listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Grinney, your host. Number one outdoor show 
on the radio. Regulators, you're tuned into the deer shooting, flounder gigging, dove blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie outdoor zone radio broadcast from the bunkhouse. Track us at theoutdoorzone.com. Archery country. Oh, man. If you're not shooting your bow, you better, if you're an archery hunter, if you're thinking about archery, you better go get your bow and start shooting it. Now's the time. Archery Country is the only one around here that carries the Matthews Elite Hoyt bows. They got all the new Matthews bows over there, been over there. Uh, Man, the staff and owners at Archery Country are not part-time shooters. They're avid bow hunters and 3D shooters that hunt and compete. How about a crossbow? Archery Country has the best brands and all the gear to get you up and hunting with the crossbow. They're at 8121 Research Boulevard. Uh, get all the details, follow them, track them, find out what's going on with them at AustinArcheryCountry.com. AustinArcheryCountry.com. Uh, so, one of the things that um, you did last week, Beefsteak, besides tanning your Botocks. Botocks and <laughs> your uh but you went out on the jetties. Yes. Fishing. Down in South Padre Island. And I have spent tons of time in Galveston and, and Port Aransas and just the mo- last uh, about like three what, three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh we went down to Galveston Bay. Right. And did the whole beefsteak boat thing, which I recounted for I know that Road Rash remembers that. You weren't here, but Cody was and it was a real laugh fest. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember that. But I wanted to talk about some of the uh, experiences, some of the stuff that uh, that I've experienced, and that uh, growing up, the two of the ways that I uh, loved to fish was wade fishing mm-hmm. and jetty fishing. And I loved wade fishing a little more than jetty fishing, but jetty fishing was something that if you could figure it out and you were there on the right day. It was a good day of fishing. I mean, we have hammered trout, flounder, uh, shark. Right, We've done right. some crazy stuff off the jetties, and it's just kind of a kind of a cool experience. My buddy John, in uh, who lives up in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. he was always creating these jetty tools, like a, a jet, and he wouldn't go buy one that's like a wagon a jetty wagon he wouldn't Mm -hmm. go buy one that you could get it at academy or something that has that's set up for it he would like get an old wagon and he'd make these (laughs) things or or his floating bait bucket or whatever i mean he had to make it himself he's like i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna spend five i'm gonna spend 49 dollars and build my own right three Uh, times yeah but just jetty there's just something cool about it because you're you're there the water's there uh, the splashing the boats coming by a lot of life going on in between the rocks and the water and uh there's a lot of perils you know you got a slime on the rocks we had one uh, slippage and insert young boy into ocean yeah yeah yep happens it happens and you can get you get hurt you know you can bust those are sharp man those jetties are made of mm -hmm. those big chunks uh, of granite yeah granite yeah yep Yep. it's kind of cool but yeah you're right i mean it can be sharp and a little dangerous but you know that's the way it is that's why that's why you gotta be careful that's why it's fun 
And yeah, for a guy. <laughs> That's right. Adventure. But I mean, there a lot of people, a lot of people fish the jetties. They'll stay out there all night long fishing the jetties and have their lantern and ice chest and Oh man, they really get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the you know, maybe it's I don't know, someone asked me to describe my son in law was like, What's the difference between fishing out here, you know, on the on the jetties and what you're doing and you know, just regular fishing, uh, like you do at a lake or canyon lake or like you know austin you know lake travis or whatever and i said you know the best way to explain it for me is if you go into a restaurant of course i always got to bring it back to food but if you're the kind of guy that likes to order the special whatever it is you know you look up and you go oh tuesday it's meatloaf and you know something right and a surprise veggie or whatever mystery meat if you like doing that that's what ocean fishing or bay fishing is like because you never know what you're going to get. And I think that's kind of cool. It's a big adventure. What are you fishing for? Well, I mean, you can get a little bit different, right? Uh, Baits and things like that, but you're kind of just fishing for whatever's available. Yeah. You may catch a stingray. You may catch a flounder. You may catch a skipjack. You might catch a, a little shark, Trout, man, with shark. head sharks are everywhere in, in, down in um, Galveston Bay. That was cool. Yeah. We were catching those big old five-foot things, man. That was cool. Yeah. And then next time I pull five up Five-foot hammerheads? Not hammerhead. It's called a bonnet head. Yeah. They look the same, but it's not the same. Yeah. Shark. When I first told you, I was like, hammer? You're like, hammerhead? Wow. And then I found out later it was a, called a bonnet head. Still. It's pretty cool. The little eyes are on the outside, and mm-hmm. it's still shaped like a curve or a cone on the front, but it's still a shark, and it's still really cool, and the eyes are freaky. Still big. Right. We caught that, and we caught, um, of course, the reds, you know, but all of that stuff is, it's just like a fishing in an aquarium, man. So, I mean, so, I, I find it very adventurous. So there's two sides of the jetty. Typically, there's the rough side, mm-hmm. and then there's the the channel side, mm-hmm. right? Jetties typically, n- not always, but typically, like down in Port A, the, the jetty on one side is a channel into the ship channel, and the other side's just right. the blockage for the uh, for the Gulf, mm-hmm. and uh, and you got to find the right spot. And I don't do always do real good in the channel side. Really? Well, that's where we were because we thought that would be a little bit better protected and more like bay fishing, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it's it's a easier, but on the other side is where I've had most of my luck in figuring out where along the jetty the, the fish are feeding and at what level and between sandbars part, and right? stuff. And I mean, then, like, and well, then you got to figure out, okay, am I going to free float a shrimp with just a shrimp, a live shrimp and a hook and a popping cork or right. am I, you know, do I need to try plastics or whatever? There's a, and then you were learning about, uh, trying to keep shrimp live. Well, we went, when we went down to, to Galveston Bay a couple of weeks ago, one of our biggest problems was keeping those dang shrimp. I mean, there were some big shrimp. We got some medium shrimp, but mm-hmm. it was to keep them alive um, for longer than, I mean, literally, we would get, get them, get in the bucket, had bubblers, you know, but 
couldn't they they would just flake out and die mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh that's just the way it is man you know and i'm like i hope that i paid 30 bucks for more than an hour and a half you know of of bait mm-hmm. it's called live bait and they're like well even if it dies you can still get bites on certain fish it's okay right they'll still eat the the you know you bottom fish with the dead stuff or whatever so i uh but i figured out i was down at this place and it it's crazy because the name of the place in South Padre is called Masturbators. And interesting wording, phrase, right, for a bait shop. And I was like, huh, how do I bring that up on the radio? But anyways. Probably um, don't. Oh, uh, dang it. How do you edit that, Railroad Rash? Anyways, you can put those two words together in any way you want. But the guy was super helpful. I was talking to him about it. and And he's like you know what the whole thing is about the the water and the temperature of the water and change in temperature and so quickly when they get out there in a bucket or you know what i'm doing in here is cooler to keep them alive longer and what they're what's out there is different so if you, even if you hang a bait bucket you still got this change so anyways he goes you know what you can do you can uh freeze a water bottle and if you really want to, you can make it salt water so that it doesn't interfere with the water, you know, saltiness, right? But uh, I had some of those replaceable, uh, refreezable biscuits that you put in your uh, in your cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, those that you just shove back in, they're all plastic and they're like little bricks. And I put one of those in there and all day long, it kept the shrimp alive. Then at night, I brought them home because we'd bought enough in a bucket i'm like it's never going to work a bubbler dropped one of those in before we went to bed next morning man they're almost jumping out so it's all water temperature it is all water temperature and that so i just bring those at the cooler and just drop one in and it floats and it's incredible how it kept my bait and my investment uh all right well, there, so there's uh, there's more to this whole jetty fishing thing. We'll try and catch up on it again after the on the flip side of this. McBride's guns. Now's the time to make sure you're shooting the right size shotgun for dove season. Go down there and get them to fit you, fit your shoulder, fit you for the right kind of shotgun. They're the Austin family owned and operated local full service firearm dealer dealer. Looking for your personal carrier referral class? One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, corner 30th and Lamar. Call them at 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. All right, when we come back on the flip side, we've got news of weird, and we'll do a little bit more talking about this jetty fishing and what you can do to get down to the jetties and catch some fish. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in my pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bass. Down by the lakeside, just off the ramp. All right, welcome back. Thank you, Road Rash. It's The Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. 
I'm TJ Graney, your host. Beefsteaks here. Oh, yeah. Cody's at the ranch. Back. Yeah, dove season's coming close. And uh, deer season saw a lot of guys out there with their rams. Uh, <laughs> Ram 1500s pulling their gear down to the ranch yesterday. Bigger bigger savings, more inventory, and thousands off and new Ram trucks at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Like the 2019 Motor Trend Truck of the Year, the 2019 Ram 1500. Better performance, more efficiency, new technology. They are fine. And if that wasn't enough, you still have Nile Maxwell's promise. That promise he's been making for over 30 years to beat any competitor's price. In Central Texas, just bring them the signed buyer's order and they'll beat it. Supersized selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas. Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin. Or visit them online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. Uh, now let's do news of the weird. Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. All right, this one is absolutely creepy. Creepy. Missouri doctors find venomous brown recluse spider in woman's ear. <laughs> oh, man, hang on. Let me, I got an itch in my ear. Doctors right now. in Missouri reportedly pulled a dime sized brown recluse spider out of a woman's ear this week after she complained of pain. Susie Torres, who hates spiders, told Fox 4 in Kansas City that she woke up Tuesday morning hearing swooshing in her ear. It was like when you went swimming and you have all. That water in your ear, she said. She initially thought she was having a reaction to an allergic shot. But when she went to the doctor, a medical assistant found the eight-legged creature. Doctors were able to remove the spider, which didn't bite her. Bites from a brown recluse spider can cause discoloration of the affected area and flu-like symptoms. I went and put some cotton balls in my ears last (laughs) night, Torres told Fox 4. I'm shaking off my clothes, and I don't put my purse on the floor. I'm a little cautious now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You know what I thought was the best part of that was that she put cotton balls in her ears. I mean, that's just, you know, when you're a kid, you grow up. Remember some of those things that you, like, worry about? Like, earwigs were the one that everybody would tell you that, yeah, earwigs will crawl in your ears and eat your brains. Well, that was from that Twilight Zone. And the big line at the, you know, it's like he had put one in and it went all the way across. And, you know, the whole thing, you think about pain and agony. This guy gets through, he's like, oh, I'm finally through it. Because the good news is the earwig is out. And it's done eating from one ear to the other ear, you know, through your brain to get out. But it wasn't a he, it was a she. She was pregnant. And she had babies. <laughs> That's just gross. <laughs> we uh, Laid eggs in the brain, man. In the well, bed. as a kid, you know, you you run around and you do stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit more, I guess, sensitive to seeing bugs now. I remember, uh, you know, in the day... And even when you're out hiking or camping and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, I guess I maybe turned some sensors off. I think that's what it is. Because yeah. seeing bugs in your house, 
is different than if if you're outside. I I just don't think about it. I not not so much. I mean, I think a well, little bit about like house. picking up a spider, and you know, if I pick up a log or something, I think mm-hmm. about that stuff a little bit more. But so yesterday, the pro tip. Well, first of all, if you when you put firewood out and you put, I don't know why people stack it on the ground. Well, that's you the know. first mistake. Right. I've learned that corrugated tin is the best thing because the water can come down and then it runs through those channels and goes off. Pro tip there. Learn that. And that keeps it dry. Beep, beep, beep. Yep. So anyways, we were pulling those out and of course it was terrible, right? Full of mud, petrified, bugs everywhere. Big old grub worms. Be great for fishing. But uh, there were those giant roaches. Oh yeah, wood roaches, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm talking about when we pulled up one of those kind of rotten stumps that was at the very bottom. And, uh, man, as he turned it over and knocked it, it came, roaches came out of all the holes and they scrambled everywhere and were going. If you were close to it, they were on you. So it didn't he, bother me, but the kids with went, us were freaking out. Beefsteak t- went and took some guys and picked up a bunch of firewood for the Tuesday night men's Bible study and the KOZ yeah. group that he does on third Saturday. Anyway, he had some free firewood on the next door app and went and got it. And, uh, so is the life of a journey with beefsteak <laughs> on any given day. You don't know what you're going to go get it next Those door. Those guys are like, we're doing what? I got to show you the picture of what it was. Let's, Hey, let's circle back about yeah. this thing on the jetties and stuff because okay. Um, I think that's speaking a, of big bugs and grub worms and all that, right? Well, yeah, they have like jetty roach things. I don't know what they're called. I'm sure they well, have I mean, a name. For bait for fishing. Oh, but I don't not know. weird. I don't know. That's yeah. Those squid were quite incredible. So let's go. So yeah. if you got to if you want to go do some cool fishing, um, jetty fishing's great. It's a it's a great way to do it. it you know, go down there and spend a night or an evening or a day. Uh, uh, I don't know. During the day, it's probably hot. Um, but we, it'd be a fun adventure. We in the morning. be a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, love love the mornings. Sunrise on the jetty. There's a few things as beautiful as sunrise on the jetty. It's beautiful. And uh, But you could take a kid down there and, and be successful. You just it's need. Easy. You need the right gear. And don't forget plenty of sinkers big old one pound i mean you gotta have that was our problem is getting it far enough out so and there is that is a different kind of fish well now that is a different kind of fishing than i would do really i would never use one of those whoa never why because i don't i'm fishing more for that you would be looking for a shark or some big bottom dwelling maybe a big red okay. might come through but this but. is where we tied it off like two feet uh-huh on on the on the top side right. of the live bait but right was, a lot of guys fish like that so out it there. hangs on the bottom but i'm the a, live bait i'm goes a popping cork fisherman those were good that was the grandson was very successful with that so i use a, a rattle and popping cork yep. and i put about well you figure out how deep you want it you right. use a a circle hook is usually yeah. best, but you can use a treble hook too. And you put a live shrimp on there and you adjust your depth and you throw it out into the, I throw it out into the 
waves. I throw it out on the side mm-hmm. where all the waves are and stuff. But anyway, it's a great place to go. There, You can be frustrated. Did you guys try a casting net out there? That's one way to lose a casting net is would take be, it to the jetties. Yeah. No, we did not. I half ownership in one and the other owner. I, I didn't. This wasn't my weekend for custody. <laughs> well, you're better off. Uh, I, I've lost plenty of them. I can imagine. There. Yeah. Um, and you can get you can still stop and and buy a box of frozen shrimp and you can do that and buy fresh dead shrimp. You can buy squid. Uh, there's all kinds of different baits you can use. But if, if, if you're going for trout, if you're going for more sport fish, like mm-hmm. a trout or something like that, um, you need live shrimp. You need yeah. to you need to figure out the live shrimp thing. I think it's worth the investment. Did you see those piers? I sent you those pictures of those big piered um, buildings for fishing. Did you see that oh, yeah. they put down in Galveston? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, you're like little. Uh, it's like a hotel. Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Now this is the place to get good. <laughs> This Fresh is how you seafood. do it. Just go pay them. <laughs> it might be the easy option. Our amazing friends at Shore are serving regional coastal cuisine, uh, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They got great dinner specials. Um, their brunch today is a home run. Man, their patio over there, even when it's warm out, the patio over there is just so you can bring your dog. relaxing. Yep, you can have your dog out there. Homemade breads. Um, go visit our buddy Rick uh, Wahlberg and Jim Schneider over there at the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. They're at the Covered Bridge just west of the Y&O Kill. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to shoreatx.com for more information. Shoreatx.com uh, for more information. You can also follow them on Facebook page. Uh, Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Shoreatx.com. Okay. So, on the flip side, we'll come back. We'll do uh, Game Warden Field Notes. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, All that and more right here live in the bunkhouse. We'll be back right after this. Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. You are the regulators riding shotwick, shotgun with us every Sunday, 7 to 9 live, or 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, it's that blissful time of year again. Time for the Honda Super Spectacular event, where all qualified buyers have 1.9 APR on all the new 2019 Hondas and the Pilots. A Kelly Blue Book Best KBB Best Buy. It's a pretty good little unit. Hurry into your local Honda dealer. Shop your Central Texas dealers today or online at centraltexashondadealers.com Alright, time for your game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. 
So um, after I left Yellowstone this year, I realized that I had left with two of the keys, the two keys for my little lo- little cabin uh, in my truck. And to go all the way back would have been <laughs> terrible. I were mean, they real keys? They were or real like the keys. Oh, my. And so I was on a quest for the last couple of weeks to figure out exactly the address, how to get them there, <laughs> because it's just not the easiest thing to figure out. Right. Um, but the game warden field note was an interesting one, and it fit. A young girl with a good heart sent a letter last week to officials at the Great Smoky Mountain National Park in Tennessee after she felt guilty for taking home a souvenir. Park officials posted an Im- image to Facebook of the letter sent to them by a young visitor named Karina who took a rock home from Tom Branch Falls on a recent trip. Dear Park Ranger, her letter read, Deep Creek was awesome. I especially liked Tom Branch Falls. I loved it so much I wanted to have a souvenir to come home with me, so I took a rock. I'm sorry, and I want to return it. Karina Karina sent the letter, which featured her own drawing of the falls on the back, along with the rock and a donation for the park. Thank you so much for returning the rock, the park said in its post, adding that young Karina is an amazing steward of the park. Thank you for recognizing that what is in the park should stay in the park. If ever a visitor took a rock home, that would if every visitor took a rock home, that would mean 11 million rocks would go home from the park every year. Officials say that animals like giant salamanders, uh, also you and known as the hellbender, use the rocks to create a nest where the females will eventually come to lay her eggs. In addition to this, removing any plant life or objects from the national park is considered a federal offense. So I I like this. You want to go on the good side or you want to go on the rant side about this? No, I just thought, you know, um, first of all, it. I know it was motivated by her parents to try and teach her something. That's good. And you don't know what the storyline is behind that. Um, But, yeah, I I like the idea that. um, Did you see the picture of it, though? It was like a little heart-shaped rock. So it was so cute for a little girl, you know, to take home a heart-shaped rock. Right. I don't know, man. This is a tough one, but go ahead. You were saying so that they... we got so, but but having been to Yellowstone mm-hmm. just a, a month ago and saw how tourists had taken rocks and coins and thrown them in the geysers and and damaged the geysers and how things have been damaged mm-hmm. by people just doing stupid stuff. Um, you have to go with. You really, it's hard to argue with that if everybody took a rock home, 11 million rocks would leave a year. I know they're little tiny rocks. There's a lot of rocks in that I know, I know. (laughs) Well, I I was out at a ranch yesterday, and it's packed. I mean, it's all rocks. It's out in Marble Falls. It is all rock. But there's just something, I think, a lesson that can be learned from it. And, um, Uh, you know, people go and they... And they go and they they take stuff all the time. My mom, good morning, mom, by the way. In hey, Granny. Georgia. She's my mom. She takes care of an old log cabin 
in a park. And she goes there and she dresses and she makes cornhusk dolls and she's just oh, so cool. loves this little log cabin. She wrote a book about pioneer living and so this is her right. one of her little getaways, eighty nine years old. And uh, but people go there and they take stuff out of the log cabin. You know, they take nails, they take stuff hanging on the walls, they take you know rocks from. In, I mean, they just and I think that. It's an interesting lesson to learn because some of that stuff you just got. I, Lake Travis. Um, you walk around Lake Travis, there's arrowheads, there's um, tylostomes and gastropods, just those, those rock, fossils, yeah. rock fossils. So if you found an arrowhead, would you grab it? Would you be okay if one of your, if your granddaughter, your little sweet sailor, granddaughter was long she oh look grandpa tj papa tj look well i i would i would i I would have to say that i would be on your blaze channel with all the cowboys and indians i would be very i mean i would be very i would be very prone (laughs) to just letting her keep that little rock i mean yeah my son john michael since he's been tiny, has walked around with a pocket full of rocks wherever he went. And if he found one in the shape of a heart, his mom's got a collection of them. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I'm just saying. it. Yeah, I know. It's a tough. You, you, I, I will say, though, when you go to National or you travel, I traveled with this guy back when I traveled a lot. And he told me, he goes, I'm going to tell you something, Disco. There's two kinds of people. And you're not, you're one of them. I'm like, what are you about travel? And he says, there's tourists and there's travelers. You're a tourist and I'm a traveler. I'm like, well, how do you explain that? He goes, you want a trinket to show that you were there or pick something up or whatever. A traveler, I take the whole experience back with me. I don't need to pick up something. I don't need a rock. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, you got me. I just converted. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it in my heart, you know, enjoy it. You travel With through. With this one little rock it right here. <laughs> no, so I had to take all my trinkets out and throw them on the ground and put everything like, oh, my God. All but, right. Hey, help me get this piece of petrified forest out of my suburban. Even worse than that, Grand Canyon selfies. Oh, my gosh. That's all those people cared about. You've got this incredible... I know. People were falling into the canyon taking selfies. If you want to talk about that, I can rant for five minutes on that. Oh my All right. God. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. We'll come back on the flip side, talk a little bit about dove hunting, uh, armed citizen report, Peter report, and so much more. Only one place, 79 live in the bunkhouse on Sunday mornings or 24-7, 365 at the Outdoor Zone. Doubt.com. All right, we'll be back right after this.